Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. It's time to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM. The Ken Pittman Show on 1420 WBSM. Celebrations up in uh, Texville Notch. Um, all six votes went to uh, Nikki Haley. That's going to be a great gig if you're the mailman up there, right? <laughs> you got six people voting in Dixville Notch, the first spot in America to vote, to actually vote, not caucus. Um, what's that like? That's, I mean, uh, <laughs> your feet are up if you're the mailman in that town, I think. Uh, let's see. Hi, Carl. You're on the air. Hey, what's going on, Ken? Not too much. How are you? Not bad. Not bad. You know, I, I spoke with uh, Tom yesterday uh, about Trump, and one of my biggest issues, he had a good explanation for it, but <clears throat> it didn't really get me ever over, over the hump on this certain issue. When I see a bunch of his former appointees, people that are within his cabinet speaking ill and actually not wanting him to win like Kelly, like general Kelly fired general Mattis fired uh, people. He's fired. No, no, no. I'm just saying he brought him in. What I'm saying is he brought him in. I, I I'm saying like general Kelly, general Mattis, uh, John, um, what's his name? Uh, the former ambassador there. Just wrote oh. the book. Oh yeah, the, the the guy with the mustache looks like uh, looks like Harris. Roosevelt. <laughs> yeah, it looks like also the former selectman of Dallas, John Harris. <laughs> um, so I, I see a but, and then you have uh, Mike Pence, right? He he decided to actually run against his former boss, mm -hmm. and I and I see all this, and I, I look at it this way: if if you're a sports team and you have multiple players, all leaving your administration or leaving your team and a, a bunch of them actually looking to get you fired. 
I think there's a, there's a problem with leadership. No, I agree. I, I, I would agree. Uh, in Pence's case, I think he just saw an opportunity. I mean, he was the vice president. The 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 White House did perform well. If you just remove the the toxic personality of Donald Trump, it performed rather well. But Mike Pence didn't have the vitriol, the you know the snide remarks, the the personality that Donald Trump has that turns so many people off. Um, in fact, right. um, Mike Pence is sto stoic. I mean, he's he's just not not a, he's like Mr. Spock, right? I mean, he's it's tough to get an emotion out of him. Um, Mr. Bean. He's like Mr. Bean. And that was a concern of mine, Ray, when, when uh, Donald Trump was elected. Um, because he's such a novice, how is he right. supposed to put a cabinet together? He's burned a lot of bridges with the elections, and um, he doesn't really know Washington like a lot of people do. And you need to know these things. So that was a concern of mine. But he, he was enamored with, with gen generals. Generals, they're, they're capable leaders. They've, they've, you know, they've delegated, you know, tasks right. to so many people they can run things but it didn't work out so well so i think after he got in and he realized um you know maybe this guy isn't the right guy or this guy isn't the right guy he started making some adjustments but to his novice i think is why so many people were fighting he brought in people that he ended up terminating and it's not a good look there's no question about it and uh, right. a, lot, I, a lot of them are bitter I, yeah i i i get a lot of them are are fired john bolton was the other guy that, bolton yeah gentleman yes uh, these, these are stoic, conservative Republican um, people who have been in multiple Oval Offices. From but you know what they are, too, though, Ray? Do you know what they are, too? I'm sorry to interrupt. Each, yeah. each of the people that we pointed out are also neocons. And the one problem I have with being a Republican is, you know, neocons, when they're in power, they, they don't see a lot of wars they don't like. And I think Donald Trump really wasn't the best guy for the military industrial complex and expanding wars and activity. I, I think that um, they had a problem with that. I really do. Because he was putting I mean, out I, fires. I, I could I could understand that. But it's still in, in the back of my mind. I just consistently see a fire sale. Like, I, so going back to my, my analogy of the team, like one or two guys leaving your team and saying, you know, this guy sucks. And then, but yet your, your entire team's always winning and you kind of keep the core group together. I'm thinking like Belichick and Brady, you know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> if, right. If, if, all, if all of a sudden we saw Belichick, I, I see Tom Brady, Gronk, I see all these big guys leaving and they all say Belichick's, you know, he, he's crazy. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's incompetent. And then, you know, some of them are running to actually become the coach. You know, you got Mike Rabel over there saying, I can do a better job. I'm looking at... I'm but you're saying leaving. And I'm going, the, the, difference okay. is you're saying, the difference is you're saying leaving, but they were, they were told to leave. Some of them. Some most of them. Most of them. Now, he, had a, he did have a lot of resignations and turnover, like every administration. But, but right. the people in particular that we're talking about, Mattis and Kelly, they were, they were told to leave. I... I I have a lot of respect specifically for, for General Mattis. For some reason, it, it, that guy really, like, speaks to me in, in, in his position of, of uh, in the Defense Department, obviously. Mm -hmm. and, and, and I take a lot of what he says to heart because, and, and, and I weigh it a lot more than, say, Donald Trump, right? If Donald Trump has an opinion on the military, I'm not really going to have much, uh, I'm not going to hold much weight to it because he's so out of the loop. It's like me having an opinion on the military. I don't look at it any different. Well, because uh, he's, you know, any or or like Mark Cuban, you know, somebody who's 
in the business world, they don't have yeah a the lot X's and O's in the right. right. So so, so when, like when, so if a when coach general, when General Mattis comes in and says something, I'm like. Now this is a guy who exactly he knows exactly what he's talking about. Yeah, but if you know a tree is judged by its fruit, and if you look at how Trump used the military, in in three and a half years, Barack Obama was incapable of stopping ISIS, the expansion of ISIS, the horrible murders all over Syria, in Iraq, and even in Libya. In three months, he eviscerated the whole leadership. They were they were dysfunctional, crushed after three months. Uh, you now, know the, the, the relationships he started. The relationships he started, you know, America's told that we can't we can't negotiate with Kim Jong-un, you know, the the young leader up there in, in North Korea who is just too dangerous. He had him. In, he had him in the same room and, you know, he was behaving. Iran, he took the money away from Iran that was that was right. supposed to go back to him. Iran wasn't able to, to fund all the um, the terrorist act activity that we're seeing today. But that money's been given back to them. So you judge a tree by its fruit. It seems like. He didn't know the X's and O's of the military, but he knew the the geopolitical landscape and when to apply certain tools like the military and when not to. Well, do do you think that had? Because I, I would say that the entire cabinet, obviously his his uh, his circle within the military, his, his military circle advisors, uh, was completely changed over from from the Biden uh, from the Obama Biden administration. Yes. So, w- would you agree? that people like Mattis and people like were, were advising them differently. Yes. Uh, yes. To, to bring, to bring about that type of a change. And yeah, he still got rid of them. This, this is my biggest issue with him o- on top of like how he, I didn't like how he handled John McCain. Also that that's like a really sore spot for me. John McCain, well, listen, John McCain, uh, you know, his, his, he, he and Bill Crystal helped to fund the Russian dossier. I don't know if you know that. No, I didn't know that. Yes, that's who that's who started the Russian dossier that uh, Hillary Clinton ended up buying. Right. I mean, this is this, John McCain has been an enemy of Trump since day one, so he fires back. But John McCain's hands are not clean in this. Yeah, I no, I no no politician's ever going to be completely clean. I just didn't like how he kind of denigrated his his military service. I agree. It, I the, agree. The only reason that's that's my specific source. No, I, I know he, he's got he's got diarrhea of the mouth sometimes. I, I can't stand his utterances. I cringe. I, I completely agree. Now John McCain's senatorial record is in play. If you want to go after that, that's fine. But sure. leave no, any hundred percent. Yeah, any any American especially guys who you know served POW. Right. He was a PO my my whole thing is like this guy said the only reason why he's a hero is because he got shot down and captured i'm like no the reason why he's a hero is because he put on the uniform you know and decided to go into combat that's the reason why he's a hero that no yeah they're all to do with him being shot down. exactly i'm in regards to this election ken like between biden and and trump i'm either gonna write you in or (laughs) or I'm, i'm leaving president blank and i'm gonna you know vote vote down ballot for different people because neither one of these guys uh, deserve to be in that Oval Office, in, in my opinion, and, and it's just—it's terrible to think about that. Like, I, I just don't—I don't know what to do. You it's, know, I've, I've written in Ryan Dixon. Situation. I've written in Ryan Dixon when I didn't like either candidate. You know what? That—that's a fantastic. You know what? He's going to get two votes this year. He's gonna get two. <laughs> right. Thanks. The, thanks for the call. Always right, a good guys. one. Thanks. Take care. You too. Yeah, bye. All right, and let's go here. You're on the air, caller. Good morning. Good morning, Ken. Hi. Thank you very much for taking my call. You bet. Yes, sir. Your last caller. He's a very intelligent man. 
but he just can't get over that hump. He will look for anything he can find that Trump is no good, no good. Mattis is throwing him. These people are all rhinos. And Mr. Trump learned the first time around about the rhinos. Like the same thing with Mr. Ray, who's in charge of the FBI, a rhino. Mr. Trump made mistakes. But when it all comes out, you all are going to find out that the military is completely behind Mr. Trump. Yeah, the military typically um, has been supportive of uh, Republican candidates as of late. I'm George Bush over Gore. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not referring to the three generals that Mr. Biden props up on TV. That's not who I'm referring to. I understand. The, the rank and file guys. Correct. Yeah, Correct. I, I agree. Um, but uh, It's the same thing with the FBI, the DOJ, the CIA. I thought Ray made some credible. 95% of this is hardworking people. Yeah, I, look, I, I thought Ray made some credible things to be concerned about. Um, Ray's a rhino. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't. Th I don't. He is. He's a rhino. When you when you're a Republican and you uh, screw a Republican, that makes you a uh, rhino. I'm not talking about Christopher. I'm talking about the prior caller. Oh, the, no! The the prior caller is a very intelligent man. Yeah, the, uh, uh, Christopher Ray. For a while, he brings up some great great points, but he just can't get over the hump that it was better five years ago living under the President Trump than it is right now under this guy. It's that simple. No, if people and are being people honest, yeah, if people are being honest, they're going to say that the conditions were better. And I, and I love, the, the, the amazing thing is, is they're now trying to say that when Trump left office, the unemployment rate was skyrocketed as if we don't remember the pandemic shutdown. They installed this pandemic to help take him out. Simple as that. He is not one of them. Uh, I'm he is not, that not far. a swamp creature. Uh, th this lady, Nikki Haley, she's being funded by Democrats. Well, well, let me, yeah, th I know they're trying to disrupt and in, in, in the primaries and all that. They, they switch parties. They get they switch party ballots and all that. Yeah, that's but, not going to hold up. Yeah, but uh, let me ask you this. Yeah, because I'm not. I, I haven't gone that far. I don't think they installed a pandemic to shut Donald Trump down. I, don't th I, I doubt that happened. But what I do think. Is that they are? Well, it all depends on which. I think they're manipulating. The they're manipulating blame. Um, Donald Trump was supportive of the shutdown for a time, wasn't he? So that so. Well, we, well what we got to understand is, Mr. Trump was actually in charge when all of this nonsense was dumped on him. Okay, before this nonsense got dumped on him, this country was running absolutely smooth as silk. It's true. And, and, and anybody who wants to be dishonest and say it wasn't good three years ago, and now we've got the people in Boston that are about ready to give us another surcharge. Are you aware of that? Well, so what's happening here? Well, I'm going to have to talk about it after the commercial break. I thank you for the call. So we'll talk about it right yeah. now, though. Uh, Governor Healy has, has promised tax cuts. She's not backing away from it because she wants to be tied to tax cuts. But she has also now uh, invited local governments to, to start raising fees and taxes and things like that so that she doesn't get pointed to so that, you know, Mayor Mitchell and the select board in Fairhaven and people like that will get the blame when costs go up. Uh, it's really a, a spineless move. Um, you know, I, I think she's underestimating the intelligence of the Massachusetts voter base. we got to take a break. We'll come right back. Now, the biggest stories on the South Coast from the WBSM newsroom. This is WBSM. Wait a minute now. What was that? That's not ready. That's not for another 11 minutes. 
Bill is he's not ready to do the news. I, I thought we had a commercial break here. It is it is pre-coffee, so uh, forgive me. Um, yeah, let me get into this. So Governor Mara Healey has called for tax breaks. Uh, by the way, there's a billion dollars less in revenues coming in this year than they had planned. And so there's going to be cuts made to a lot of things. Um, but it's not going to affect the important things like making sure that all of the illegal immigrants who are welcomed here in the sanctuary state will continue to get their 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 free hotel stays and free everything else that you're going to pay for but you might see cuts in police you might see cuts in the classroom and uh other areas um but to fear not and god forbid there's ever any sort of uh catastrophic event around here where we need shelters like hotels because they're all filled we are housing uh the entire world uh <laughs> as they cross the border in uh, this nonstop caravan of, of people who understand the border's open for business. And it started when the candidate for president, Joe Biden, back in 2020, implied, if you get here, I will grant citizenship. Ronald Reagan did it for 2 million people back in the early 80s, and it was a mistake then. It's a, certainly a mistake now. It was a congressman who was talking about taking down the Statue of Liberty because the Republican Party doesn't support the immigration policy found on the plaque of the Statue of Liberty. Give us your masses, your huddle, you're, you're, you're tired, you're sick, you're poor. Yeah, that was 1905, and that's not immigration policy, folks. That is from a poet, um, from a young female Jewish activist immigrant. And that was first seen where the Statue of Liberty stands in 1905, and that is when America still had great need for massive labor to build the cities, build the infrastructure of the country. That's no longer the case. Infrastructure upkeep, things like that, that's certainly still going on. But for the most part, this, the, the country is developed, fully developed. We're not a third world nation. There were large pieces of this country that would still be regarded as third world nation, but that's no longer the case. So the country has the right to ratchet up and down its need for immigrants and not be dictated to. And so the sanctuary cities, the sanctuary states, they're seeing a flight, an exodus of people who don't want to be forced to pay more and more for these reckless plans, which do nothing but build the Democratic Party. And it used to be, in my mind, both parties at fault. But I think I think you have to point to 2007. Republicans finally got on the right side of this. And you could say that Democrats are on the right side of a lot of issues, but it's not immigration. Unless, I mean, you have to remember that a lot of the people who utter things like burn it all down, these are the same people pushing for open borders. What do you think they really want? What's the end game? It's pretty obvious. 
So either you want the country to exist with sovereignty, with borders, or you don't. It's that simple, and it, it really that is going to be the difference in this race. Democrats want to point to, um, to abortion, and I think a lot of people are going to agree with them on that. I, for my own reasons, I am a pro-lifer, but I think I am in the minority, especially in Massachusetts. So that's going to resonate for, for a lot of people. But I don't think that's the alpha issue here. The Supreme Court has turned the, um, the right to choose over to each state. Which, if you read the Constitution, is where it belongs. Again, that's just my legal opinion uh, based on what, I've, what my knowledge is about the functionality of the Constitution. There are a number of things to be concerned about. Uh, the economy and immigration, I think, will, will prevail as the alpha issues this time. And energy. There's going to be a big difference in, in energy policy. I mean, gasoline was hovering just under $2 a gallon when Trump left, left office. For the most part, it's been over $3 a gallon during the Biden administration. And I do I do have Democratic family and friends who are bragging about the price right now at, at two eighty a gallon. <laughs> um, uh, I remind you that Memorial Day will be coming up and it'll be back up to three fifty or, or more until at least Labor Day. Um, but production's up. Thank God. But there's some real contrast here. New Hampshire, uh, by the end of today, will we'll tell you who their choices are for each party. And uh, Joe Biden will have to win without being on the ballot. It'll have to be a write-in campaign. And um, this is a concerted effort. He sent up some heavy hitters to promote that idea. But um, Nikki Haley and Donald Trump on the other side will get a lot more attention I don't know if that's good or bad for, for Biden. It, it may, the last time he ran for president, he stayed under the radar for the most part, did not campaign like his, um, his, his president before him when he was the VP, Barack Obama, who ran a brilliant campaign. Uh, he, he kind of used the pandemic as a shield, an excuse not to get out and show that he kind of lost his fastball. It was sort of guarded. And to his credit, he had um, much better nights on the debate floor than I think people thought he was going to. But th those were not the typical days as we see. I mean, I, of course, I'm half kidding when I say it, but I, I, I don't think it's asking too much to have a president who can climb a staircase and finish a sentence. Of course, on the other side, do you really want that? candidate to even say a sentence <laughs> uh, so you have you have an interesting choice um unless nikki haley upsets president trump this we're gonna have a rematch of uh 2020 which it, it's kind of funny because i don't think the majority of the country wanted that particular rematch and yet they're both pushing for it at the same time <laughs> really strange days indeed um yeah this this Local scene, though, the, uh, Governor Maura, Maura Healy. Love to get Charlie Baker on. 
I'm by, by the way, I'm normally heard from nine until noon on Saturday mornings, and that'll be the case uh, this week as well. But um, the former governor ran the state quite a bit differently than than Maura Healy. And I'd love to get his take on this. And of course, the since I've been on the year last, there's been a development in the Karen Reed trial. Uh, there's a federal probe looking into the local investigation. Norfolk County DA's investigation into the murder of... Um, Boston patrolman Johnny O'Keefe, who was a resident of Canton, accused girlfriend of, of uh, O'Keefe's, uh, Karen Reed, she was accused of running him over intentionally, backing up over him after leaving a party that she dropped him off and something happened where she was angered enough to run him over, kill him and leave. And the defense has come up with an incredible alternate theory pointing to whatever happened in the house and the, the idea that uh, he didn't get run over. He walked into the house and was killed in the house or beaten up in the house and left out, outside where he died. 